It's time for the drive stop four at four. Hour number two of the drive underway. It's Fan Run Radio. Time for the top four at four. Tucker, what do you got? Thank you, Russell. At number one, the National Collegiate Baseball Riders Association has named four Vols to its preseason All-American team. Pitcher Drew Beam was named to the first team. Pitcher A.J. Russell and third baseman Billy Amick are second teamers, and second baseman Christian Moore is a third teamer. By the way, NCBWA has Tennessee ranked the highest of all the major baseball polls at number five. USA Today and Baseball America have it at eight, D1 at nine, and Perfect Game at 11. And USA Today is the coaches' poll yes. as well, which I'm assuming is just like football and basketball. Yeah. The coaches let their SIDs fill it out, basically. Pretty much. Well, that's exciting, man. We got a squad. We got people know it. First game coming up Friday night. Boys headed down to Big D. Take on the Red Raiders. The land of Rick Butler's Rangers. Let's go, man. I'm excited about it. Rick Butler. Is, no, is it Friday night or the week from Friday? Week from Friday. Week from Friday yeah. yeah. My bad. We got a little bit of time. At number two, both of the Tennessee Titans coordinators from this past season have found their way onto the New York Giants staff. Hmm. Defensive coordinator Shane Bowen will hold the same position under Brian Dable, and offensive coordinator Tim Kelly will coach the tight ends. Okay, so he's not. So D coordinator is going up there to be the D coordinator? Yes. It's interesting. Good for him, man. I like. I, he seemed like a pretty good coach, but was very much under Vrabel's thumb, so this will be a chance for him to spread his wings and – you know, the Giants is – it's so weird. Dable's, Dable's offensive guy, right? Yes, because he was the OC at Bama for yeah, Saban right. for like uh, a yeah. year. Yeah, for one year, and then he went back to the Bills. What year was that? It 16 was, or 17, something like that? I believe it was right after they had Kiffin, and then Sark was there for like two weeks, mm. and then he took the job. It's a Parcells tree. I mean, the Giants is just all about, like, is Daniel Jones healthy? If he is, you might be able to win nine games and sneak into the playoffs. Even if he is healthy, like, I yeah. mean, you saw at the beginning of this season, they were getting 40-pieced on primetime games regularly. Yeah. So they need to, uh, they, They've got a lot of needs. I just knew the night they drafted him in Nashville, it wasn't going to end well. Well, the shines were not. Like, Dable, he had a really good first year. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. You're he got thinking, a big contract. You're thinking, okay, this is a this is a good coach. Giants found, found somebody, and that's just that market, man. Just chews coaches up and spits them out. Absolutely. When was the last good pro run, run for a pro coach in New York? Coughlin? Probably yeah. Coughlin because he won two Super Bowls. I mean, but when he fell off at the end, it was bad. They had Eli. And if, yeah, it's like just remember when Eric Mangini, like uh, the, the, he was the man genius for a year or two, and then well, hell, how many? Well, that seems to be the way it goes, uh, like a year or two. McAdoo didn't didn't the Jets go to the how many times they go to the AFC Championship? I think twice in a row with yeah. Sanchez, but they kind of fum- stumbled yeah. and bumbled and lucked their way into which I mean, good for them. They but. butt fumbled their way into it. <laughs> hey, but think how much if, if they'd gotten in, even if they even if they don't win it, if they'd gotten into a couple of Super Bowls, that'd, that'd probably drastically alter everybody's opinion of them. I don't know. At number three, a day after a historic ruling that could change collegiate sports by allowing NCAA athletes to unionize, St. John's coach Rick Patino said the sport needs a salary cap and a new hierarchy to thrive. 
Patino tweeted Tuesday that the major conferences in college basketball should join forces to create a salary cap of up to $2 million. He did not specify if that number would include name, image, and likeness payments or funding directly from schools. Mm. Rick Patino's got a plan. Well, he's saying the same thing as Jim Harbaugh. He's just talking basketball, right? Yes. Okay. He's talking basketball. $2 million. But they need to – I mean, that's what it's heading towards. Oh, sure. It has been for a long time. It's going to be the mini NFL. That's why I say just get it over with, man. Let's do it. And finally, at number four, McNeese coach Will Wade has received a five-year contract extension. Wade, who was hired last spring as the Cowboys head coach, is 20-3 overall. He's 9-1 in the Southland in his first season at the helm. He's going to make $700,000 per year in his new deal. His buyout to leave for other schools has increased, but is still not considered prohibitive for most power conference schools. It will be $1.25 million after this season and $1 million after next. How long has he got there? Like, Could he be back in the big time next year? He's doing very, very well down there. Yeah, he's 23. Yeah. You know, the wild part is everything he got Pop doing, I mean, totally legal now. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's guidelines, but you don't like that guy, do you? No, very punchable face. You know where he could end up? Vandy? Yeah. You think they would? I don't. I don't yeah. think those so. fans are desperate. He's a Nashville he's a, yeah, guy. Uh huh. Went to either NBA or FRA, I think. So I'd do it if I were them. But I, I yeah, I would I, hire them. I'm a winner. I mean, they you know, losers think differently. Yeah, that's true. Our academic integrity. Oh, we couldn't possibly do that. Well, that and then what were the football? I mean, you know, you know, hire him. You know who who ought to hire him. You know who who would who? hire him? Louisville, Memphis. If Penny continues to slime, boy, probably, wouldn't that, that just feels like hey, a perfect hey. fit. Just yeah. slimy. How, just, how much? How much damage could that guy do if he got a hold of like the Memphis program? That's what I'm saying. It's just like that's a match made in heaven. With if I'm no NCAA, hey, I mean, love him out there. Strong ass offer. But then you'd have to live in Memphis. Oh, can't be any worse than wherever the hell McNeese State is. Yeah, I can. Yeah, that's, what, middle of nowhere, Louisiana, like Lake Charles or something? There are people. Lake Charles, Louisiana. There are people on social media that just, all they do is they'll, they'll walk. They're from Memphis. They'll just walk outside in Memphis recording uh, we'll wait, with ain't, the gunfire We'll wait ain't living in Orange Mound, okay? If he gets the, the job, there, it, it's not like he's going to be running the Memphis basketball program out of some double-wide trailer, all right? He'll be living in Germantown in a gated community, Driving a bulletproof car to work and doing his thing. He'll have a nice little place right next to Graceland. You ever been to Orange Mound? You driven through it? No. Just curious. Do I look like I've been to Orange Mound? I'm going to stop now before I say something that gets me in trouble. I've only been there. I've been to Memphis twice. That is the top four at four. Thank you, Tucker. Two U.S. senators are reintroducing a bipartisan bill that would establish guidelines for how the NCAA handles its infractions and investigative processes. Who's who's throwing this one out? The Accountability Act was first brought forth in 2022 by Senators Marsha Blackburn of Tennessee and Cory Booker 
of New Jersey who decided to reintroduce the bill during a chaotic time in college sports. Our buddy Trey Wallace of OutKick has the story. As we've seen over the last few years, according to Trey, Congress has had multiple hearings on the current state of the NCAA, including how the organization handles its investigative process. Now with the new term in Congress, both Blackburn and Booker have decided to submit their bipartisan bill. Once again, the bill will be reintroduced to the Senate, which aims to, quote, establish due process protections for student athletes, coaches, and universities that are under investigation by the NCAA for rules violations. That's Marsha Blackburn and Cory Booker? Mm-hmm. Huh. Known to get along on a lot, oh, of, yeah, a lot love, of things. They absolutely love each other. Marsha's basically my neighbor back in Nashville. Strong name drop, Tucker. Strong. Seriously. What are you doing? Yeah, you, you always. You Marsha. Always, you you always, call her that? No. Okay. Marsh. Well. Ms. Blackmore. See, the thing is, you can't see her house because it's in the this hill in the top of the woods, but you always know where it is because there's like 30 campaign signs when, you know, it's an election year mm. and she's running, so. Yeah. I don't talk. Got to get the neighbors on board, you know. Yeah, I don't talk to her regularly. In fact, you I don't think I ever see have. Those <laughs> campaign signs. Like, has that ever? No. Like, what does that do? The campaign sign. I think the what it does is, is it it puts it in people's head, name recognition. That there's lots of people that support so and so, and they'll they'll get the or no of, no just for when they go into the voting booth and they they'll be familiar with seeing the name everywhere. I'm like, oh, yeah. But, like, he's anybody, got a D next to his name, or he's got an R next to his name. Oh, I, I, saw, I saw his thing. Well, that's all they're going to look for anyway. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah. why, why would you need a, a yard sign for that? If, if you're just voting on name recognition, oh, I saw his yard sign in my neighbor's yard. That's good enough for me. There was a, Do we really want that person voting? No. <laughs> what, was the, uh, what was that Eddie Murphy movie where – he he did that. Like he changed his. Some senator died, uh, Jeff Jefferson or something, and he either had the same. He had the same name, so he just ran for the Senate seat, and won just on name wrecking. You know, everybody was so used to uh, yes for Jefferson. The the quality makings of a outstanding nineteen nineties Eddie Murphy film. I'm telling you, it was one of his better movies. Not a lot of people talk about it. Distinguished gentleman. That's it. Yep. He had a pretty Eddie. He had a he had a good run, man. He had an elite run. One of my favorite movies are Eddie Murphy. Trading Places, Coming to America, The Beverly Hills Cops. Elite. I watched that with Chance. The elite. Other day. Now he he farts one out every year or two now too, doesn't he? And it's just like, uh, oh yeah, we need to put Beverly Eddie. Hills Cop Four on. Will it suck? Eddie Murphy still doing his thing. It's good for him. The Nutty Professors were funny. Oh, the Nutty Professor is just fall out of your chair hysterical. Are you being sarcastic? Or no. I, I, I was going to say, I died I, I, I went to see that. Laughing. Yeah, I went to see that with a, a bunch of people when it came out. Was that where Sherman Clump came from? Yeah, yeah. Hercules, Hercules, That scene Hercules, specifically, Hercules. around the dinner table, the first time I saw it, I was just... I was in another world from laughter. I thought like I wasn't going to like live. I was laughing so hard. Kind of started... To turn, oh my with baby got some gays. <laughs> Bowfinger it was kind of like never saw Bowfinger. Never saw was it? Is it Norbit? Uh, after that, yeah, you did Norbit. Uh, I never. I think I saw one of the Daddy Daycares. It actually wasn't that bad. I always wanted to see him do a turn, kind of like Bill Murray did, and do 
some uh, what is it? Some Paul, serious stuff. Either that just quirky, like the remember Bill Murray did what was it? Steve Zissou, the uh, Life Aquatic or whatever. Oh, yeah, that was oh, a yeah, Wes yeah. Anderson movie. Yeah, I always thought it'd be pretty cool to see him in a Wes Anderson movie. Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, well, he also like he could do no wrong, and they, you know, he's doing the comedy thing, and then he had the "My Baby Likes to Party All the Time." Love it's that song. A, My girl. It's been a jam or not a jam staple. It's a jam. Very, very controversial. But yeah, the NCAA right now is just it. They are General Custer, man, and they are surrounded. By it's a bunch of different, a bunch of different tribes, right? Uh, like, like you would think they're getting their legal advice from me, <laughs> the way they've they've looked. How would you advise them, legal bear? Oh, like at this point, like yeah. I'd be smart enough to be like, what, you need to stop. You need to stop. That would be your legal advice. <laughs> I can't do anything for you. Everybody hates you. The most divided court in the history of our country all agreed, not to nothing, that you've been breaking the law. Yeah. Get out of the enforcement business. That would be my advice. Handle the administrative stuff. Collect the money at the basketball tournament. Get out of the enforcement business. This is Better Call Bear. Bear walks in. The NCAA is at the interrogation table. Bear walks in. Beat it, guys. Puts his jacket over the video camera. This thing better be off. Like, what did you tell him? Saul? What did you tell him? You need to call your mother, tell her you're not going to make it home for supper. <laughs> that's a great, that's a good one. No, you walk in. No, my friends are still coming. You, uh, you, you walk oh, in and a, you're like, coming. don't say another word. Shut your mouth. I need to talk to my client. If I like, you'd have to have a New York accent, right? Houston. Oh, yeah. You don't want... that or Boston. Yeah, I was going to say. You don't want a southern accent lawyer. I mean, I would choose my lawyer just based on I accent. I do declare, leave my client alone. It's like, Foghorn Leghorn? What you, get out of here, man. I don't want somebody representing me that, like, hasn't been in a court since the Great Depression. I want somebody who yeah. sounds like my cousin Vinny. It's harder than cornbread in July. They need to get out of the enforcement business, though. That'd be my advice to them. That seems to be what everybody's pushing them to do. But yeah, I mean, at least they, the way they've been doing it. So, so they got Congress coming at them on one side. They got UT and our lawyers coming at them on one side. The Tennessee and Virginia lawyers coming at them. The student athletes are threatening to unionize. They lose in court all the time. Supreme Court slapped them around, and then, you know, Kavanaugh basically made not made fun of him, but I mean his whole deal he's like you, you know i don't what he say he doesn't under see how they can enforce their rules legally and then apparently one of their tom mars talked about it today on in a thread on on twitter um like so they have no power right like no subpoena power they can't compel testimony anything like that but he said what they do is they tried it with him. They demanded all his phone records. Cell phone records, yeah. Yeah, and it ends up costing his client thousands and thousands of dollars because he's got a – but he refused to turn it over. Yeah. 
Because they can't do that. And they back off, but what they try and do is they try and spin people in uh, just like... And I think that's what they tried to do to Tennessee last week, don't you? That's what it sounds like to me. I mean, from everything that's come out, they got in that meeting, they thought Tennessee would roll over for it. And they're like, yeah. look, this is what we're... You're going to need to do this, this, and this, and this will, you know, this will stop it. And I feel like Dondi and the rest of the folk, you know, Danny White and Randy Boyd, nah. Well, I wonder if they just said no and and we're going to war, or I wonder if there was at least an attempt, and this is probably what Dondi was talking about with her letter to President Baker and wanted to meet with him and all this stuff. It's like, look, we, we could have told you, we could have done this behind closed doors. We could have told you exactly. I understand that you thought we were going to roll over, but we can't do that now because we have too much to lose. We didn't have anything to lose when we were getting ready to prove it. But we got something to lose now, and we're not going to roll over and let you just slam us. And we could have had this discussion in private in a closed-door meeting. We could have laid out Mm -hmm. exactly what's going to happen. We're not going to roll over this time, and if you persist in persecuting us, then we're going to take this public and rain down a torrential downpour of lawsuits and public relations blitzing like you've never even fathomed before. And we're and we'll win that by the way. It'll be ugly, it'll be mutually assured destruction, but we will win eventually. We're not we're not having a postseason ban. There's no world in where that happens. There's no world in which Nico Yamalava doesn't play. It's not happening. So this is your opportunity. We sit here at this table behind closed. Nobody has to know about this. We're not going to talk about it. This is your opportunity to pack up your papers in your little briefcase and Step just walk. Back. Just go on and you know go do whatever it is else you got to do. And they declined to have that meeting, and and now we're where we are, and it's World War Three. And hopefully, we can wriggle off the hook with minimal damage. Wouldn't you love to know what the NCAA conversations are behind closed doors the last week? Like I know, I know what we're all saying, and Tennessee fans and other fan bases. Like mm-hmm. there's all that, but that's that's a little more public. But just what. That met that meeting room oh, yeah. is like if you had Harry Potter's invisibility blanket, cloak, yeah. the cloak, and you could just like walk up in there, just very quietly sit. I there just love. It. Are they in there like, oh, we got them, or is it like, oh, what did we do? Why did we do this? <laughs> I don't. Why, it's not fun anymore. Why did we respond like with that? We should have just gone away. Oh, I just love to know. 865-546-8200. If you've got thoughts on that, 546-8200, your number to get on board. Stay with us. The Drive continues. More Fan Run Radio coming up. Sing it, Chris. Fade Run Radio, the drive continues. We party all the time. 1057 FM, 1340 AM, streaming online at fanrunradio.com and your free Fan Run app. Boy, it's good to be a SEC started quarterback these days. Have you seen Carson Beck? Oh, yeah. Yep. His $350,000 Lamborghini SUV. Well, 
According, business as usual, according, according to, to the car, NCAA. According to car and driver, it's only $273,000. But oh. what's $80,000 amongst friends? Uh, you want to have a, have a good chuckle, look up what the average maintenance cost is for that thing. I, I do think what what are the funny, unintended, or maybe it is intended, I don't know, but uh, a consequence of NIL and just the free funneling of untold hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars towards 17- and 18-year-old children is just the comically children. absurd purchases that they will make. I mean, think, think of the things that you— That is a reasonable, responsible— <laughs> That's a smart investment. That's, an investment. That's not a depreciating <laughs> asset at all. Are we, I mean, we can't be surprised at all, right? Like, no. It's just, Especially not. What did La- you I mean, Lamborghinis, yeah. Lamborghini will sell to anybody. Some of those car companies won't. Like Ferrari. Like you, I don't think you'll see one of these kids driving a Ferrari. Really? Are they a little more exclusive as far as... Yeah, on huh. who they'll sell their cars to. I didn't know that. I mean, I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad idea. It's kind of surprising. Yeah, and if, you, if they see something, uh, some... Um, rap star uh purchased a ferrari and knew the rules and then had it like custom painted like day glow green something bizarro and ferrari put him on a band he can't buy another ferrari oh for a custom paint from from ferrari but like if they sell it to a independent dealer here like you can buy it it'd have to be which i'm thinking you you aren't gonna get any access to any of the well, I mean, there's Ferraris, and then there's Ferraris. Well, whatever it is, I just it, it's going to be hard to be the starting quarterback at an SEC school and pull up to the practice facility in your, your Toyota Camry. <laughs> your mom drove around that minivan. But I, I don't. Yeah, well, it may, maybe it's just the dad in me, the 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 forty three year old me that wants to grab it. Just like, dude, what are you doing? You're Carson Beck. You are hardly a sure thing in the NFL. Get yourself a reliable Japanese automobile and put the rest of it in mutual I mean, funds. That, go 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 get you, you go get you a, the money they're making. Just pay cash for it. You get you a fifty thousand dollar truck or an SUV. Ain't gonna happen. It doesn't have to be an exotic Italian luxury uh, hyper SUV, hyper car. Then I think it's a bad look for Georgia just simply because of their track record right now, man. Oh, how many horsepower yep. is that I thing got? On that. Like seven or eight hundred, I bet. It is not a slow. Car. It's a Lambo. <laughs> the damn rocket. I'm reading the rules to own a Ferrari. It's pretty fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I Apparently, it may only be limited edition cars, but it's still, like, you can't sell it in the first year. Yeah, you're contractually bound. You cannot sell them. They're, they've got they've got some crazy rules, man. If you own a Lamborghini, you cannot buy a Ferrari. What? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, Ferrari looks down their nose at Lamborghini. So the, the But you can't buy it from Ferrari, like a, a new Ferrari. Yeah, this, this has... This article specifically is talking about a guy who purchased a limited edition, but I'm with you. If it's I buy a car from, you know, um, Volunteer Auto Group, where we'll be on Friday afternoon, which you know they they're involved in the NIL game. We've mm-hmm. seen some of the nice cars that they've provided to, or, or worked with athletes to get. Um, I I buy that car from an independent dealer 
it's mine to do with what I please. I can paint it however I want. I can sell it to whomever I want. Yeah, but the thing no, with- dude, no auto manufacturer in Italy. Uh, sorry, this is America. Yeah, but the the thing about Ferrari is they don't make that many. Yeah. So those I understand Ferraris that if you buy it directly you from them, then you. But would yeah, think- but like a lot of those cars won't make it into. Like it's easier to buy like a Maybach, a Lambo, any other car other than Ferrari, because you don't see a whole lot of those. Those don't typically end up with independent dealers. That was the the, the two cars when uh, Houston. You're a little bit younger than me, but I remember growing up in the '80s when you're sitting around in the hallway at elementary school with your friends talking about what cool oh, it yeah. was. The uh, Lamborghini Countach. Countach. And the Ferrari Testarossa. Testarossa. Yep, <laughs> those are the two cars. I you could have said, what were the two cars? Yeah. Those are the those two are I would the have two said. Those are the two cars. When did that stop being the case? Were the Testarossa and the Countach, that was, it was like the Diablo by the time your generation. Well, they stopped making it. They went to the, uh, Lambo went to the Aventador, uh, Murcielago, and then. Um, what was the, what was the, every schoolboy's dream sports car? You guys know. didn't have these conversations like our I'm generation sure people did? did. I just I just never got into them. Well, neither did I, but I just I heard oh, other I people saying it and you just sort of learned, oh yeah, those are the cars. I couldn't tell you anything about them. Oh, the Testarossa had like it was like red with the black stripes down the side. What had the Well, it was scoops. like it was yeah, it was like a, a, a came great red almost. That's what um red, white and bright yellow. Don Johnson drove it in Miami he had a Vice. Miami Vice. He had a white Testarossa. The nicest Ferrari they drove was the original one. They the first couple of seasons, the Ferrari Daytona. The black one. Yeah. Yeah. Was the what was the one in Ferris Bueller? That was a Porsche. No. No, it was a Ferrari. Yeah. It was a. Then it was one. Of those, it was, it was an older 50s. one. It was a classic one. Yeah. That thing they did at the end of that movie where they put it in reverse to take the miles off, that doesn't doesn't, really work. No, No, it doesn't doesn't work. They think it. They weren't. Testarossa. That's what I thought. Yeah, it went Testarossa F40 that had the huge spoiler on the back. Do you remember that one? You'll know it as soon as you see it. Yeah. That guy. Then the F50. The F50 was my favorite for a while. Uh, I vaguely remember the Modena. My favorite is I got a picture of the California on there. No, but that was what Bueller, that's what it was. It was the California, but it was whatever number, whatever year. I'm pretty sure it was the California. That sounds right. Dr. Dre flipped to California. Really? The cops chasing him, yeah. No, a Testarossa, and then he did flip another. He's flipped two Ferraris. You have a lot of money to buy those things. I was like, what was the, what was the one that they moved the engine to the front for the first time? Was that the Mar- Marinello? I don't know. I always like that one. That one looked good in silver. So you wanted a Ferrari? Oh God, yeah. I was always into. I always like Beamers and Benzes. I could never decide cars. between yellow or red. Like it, you've seen The Rock, right? Dude, you just leaped up your Ferrari when he's driving that. Yeah. Oh, that was. That <laughs> well, was F three thirty five. You know what they started as? Don't you, Russ? I'm sorry. What now? Lamborghini. What they originally made. I've heard this before. Tractors? Yep. That's what I thought. That's why for Enzo, uh, in a, if you ever watch Ford versus Ferrari, they kind of- I still haven't seen that. I've heard it's great. Like, apparently, Enzo Ferrari, not a nice guy. Mm. You don't say. Kind of a snob. <laughs> After reading those rules, I'm not surprised that people would think that. 
But getting back to the topic, it's it's insane, man. I mean, what if if you had a million dollar a year NIL deal in college and you're an invincible athlete, you know, there there's no you're not thinking 30 years ahead. You're thinking next year when I get to the NFL and then I get that second contract and I mean, what do you, what do you do with a Lambo in college? Are you, you're going to drive this and park it at your place, Fort Sanders? Or? It just kind of exists because, I mean. I mean, these guys live in gated, gated communities. If you think about it, like, how much are you going to drive that thing around on a college campus? Hey, you're going to drive I to class, park it. Period. <laughs> park it outside the communications building. Come out, some meter maid's writing you a ticket. There have been some guys that came through here that would have. I don't know. That's, that's insane. And when you look at, like, and there's stuff like you have to it certain number of months past ten thousand dollars. You gotta have you gotta replace this. You gotta replace that. Yep. Half the time you gotta call. They have to come from Italy to do it. How about the Tesla recall? What was it two two million? Does that affect John Boy? Ooh. I, don't know. I don't know. But yeah, they usually just do the updates right on on your car. There's, there's no Tesla shop that just something happens on the little computer screen. You, you get in there and it's it's fixed. Elon fixed it live from California. Well, did you see what it's for? You see the reason? No. This feel like I'm just saying if I owned a Tesla, I don't think this would bother me. Apparently, the font on some of the warning lights on the dashboard are slightly smaller than required by federal standards oh if i can read it i think i'm good i'm not gonna that's, that's i've outrageous. never written one aren't they all digital like couldn't yeah well that's what i'm saying like they most of the things it's just an update like yeah, you turn it on your car weird. reboots and it and it just fixes that it. feels fishy know that they would have to actually take the car to a you know shop to change to the do that font. have you seen that tractor trailer the tesla tractor that can haul the tractor trailers? Yeah. Dude, that thing will go. Oh, yeah. They're super fast. They're also super heavy. Yeah. Which is like one of the things that people were worried about. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't want to get hit by one. That, I wonder if they have to carry light because you can only weigh so much. You get fined. Huge. 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 Yeah. I, in fact, the first video I saw, it was like, here's one of our first Tesla, whatever they're called, the semi-truck, yeah. hauling a huge load, and it was potato chips. And I was like, is that because you can't haul heavy stuff? Because literally the truck with a heavy cargo load is too heavy yeah. for certain bridges and roads, like back roads and stuff? Like, I, I, I watched it. I was absolutely gobsmacked when i found out how much you can get charged or fined got to get these potato chips to the grocery stores man it's super bowl week it's a good point didn't we have a caller one time tell us they were they're busting ass hauling tater chips to south carolina and back hey man got to show of the working man people right need here, their buddy. chips over there quick time out the drive continues when we come back what did i have for you that's something oh a uh, listener had a, a bone to pick with the show Uh-oh. regarding hmm. SEC basketball lingo slash terminology. And get to the bottom of that when we continue. Plus, your phone calls, you want to jump in, take a shot, 
800-636-8200. Your number to get on board. The drive continues. Back with more right after this. The d- Is your whole world just shook up right now? You don't even know what's up and down? No, I'm not that worried about it. it it's got to be in one of three places. Well, you were fine until you've been fine the whole show until you figured out you don't have your phone. Yeah. Which, I mean, I like find astounding. Crawling. Yeah, like knowing that, you know, we've, I got here at like two o'clock and you had already been here. Mm-hmm. So you haven't looked at your phone in over two and a half hours. This is not the Vol Rumor Mill, I know. I'm I'm a new man. Turn it over. Is it underneath the curtain? Could it have fallen like underneath, like up underneath there? Are you messing with me right now? No, I'm just, I've heard the damn thing buzzing. I I th- was your phone on the table earlier. Did you yeah. Did you look under? It's there? still on the table. Yeah, I did. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were making fun of me because I was just like, Whoa. No. do you not have here? Let me. I got find my iPhone. I'll I'll I'm, I. Th- I don't know, man. I, I don't know if I can have you this distracted. What do you, I, I what know. Do you, what do you what do you what do you mean? If it were me, and I had an hour to go, I, I would probably just leave. I'd be like, guys, I'm sorry. You, you guys are gonna have to handle this. I got to go find my phone. Yeah. <laughs> leave. <laughs> hour, well, if you say so. Uh, see you later, Russ. 2024, man. Just pack up and just take off. I will find you. I often wonder how they did this thing we call sports radio, talk radio in general, before the internet. Uh, dude, they were they were showing. Uh, I saw pictures. Yeah, over it's the at weekend. my mom's house. Twitter. Uh, Someone put out a bunch of pictures like pre-cell phones from like concerts and festivals. They're just people hanging out in big crowds. <laughs> Isn't it? It's all, it's so cool. Everybody's talking to each other. Yeah, they're just talking, and like when the band's playing, people are just you know watching the band. It's yeah. really neat. What did people do back back in those days when you got to a party and you didn't really know anybody? But you didn't want to just be standing there, and so like you, you Russ know, is going to sound weird, but you walked up to people and you started talking to them. <laughs> what about shy people? Uh, have you have you noticed that since the phone has been become more popular, so have more shy people? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think uh, there weren't that it's many the, shy the, people. Back that's what I'm then. saying. It's the easy escape now. I feel kind of liberated not having my phone. I may do this more. You often. just n- not use a phone. Or get you a flip phone. And here's the other thing. Oh, you want to reach me? Better guess where I'm at and just meet me there. <laughs> you should. Uh, I mean, like if you don't know anybody at a party, you just bail. You bail on the party. Well, if you've got your phone, you'll just stand there looking at your phone in a room full of strangers. Oh yeah. Don't tell me you don't do. I've seen you do that. Yeah, I it, would not go to a party. without going with a a couple people right and hang out there and and not knowing anyone well i mean sometimes stay we we sometimes we have to do these things in the business world and you're out of your comfort zone a little bit but as long as you've got your trusty connection to the outside world they all know i'm doing something important right now they don't know that you're checking the twitter machine or Reddit thread. <laughs> I'm writing an important email. I'm doing important business right here. Yes, I'm what? Is, an what email is that? to send. Oh, it's definitely not a game I'm playing. <laughs> Too important for that. Is that Fruit Ninja? No. Never played that. Did you play Fruit Ninja? No. 
Who knows? I've never even heard of them. Big Candy Crush guy. Are you really a candy? I'm not, no. Were you? No. Tucker. I'm not I am completely telling the truth. I'm I was not Truthful Tuesday, Tucker. I was a subway surfer you're fan, a temple run fan. Completely telling the truth as yes. uh, as opposed to as you normal just partially telling the truth. Well, there's the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Wait a minute. Are we going back into the fire courtroom? Da, 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 da. There is a distinct difference, Tucker, between the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Is there? Yes, because you can tell the truth, but not get to the whole ah. truth. You can, you know, omit certain important. Well, why detail. don't we just omit the first two and just say nothing but the truth? Tell I, us nothing but the truth, and the whole truth. I think you want the whole truth. The How whole is that truth. different than nothing but the truth? The whole truth means there's no lies by omission. Right. There's no. Surely you've done there's that. There's no. I didn't spit in your drink, but Bear did. Like if I didn't say, but what? No, 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 no. That was yesterday. No, that's not really a good lie by omission. You know, just not... Lying by omission was a bit, you know, it's more prevalent when you're talking to your parents. Courts courts are kind of... I, I'm not going to say all courts, but... You, do you guys watch any of, like, the big cases these days? Like, the it, it, every single one of them basically ends with, I don't recall. You're lying! We know you're lying! We know you yeah. recall! You recall! Like, here's a good example. Say you got suspended. For being, uh, uh, let's say, cut in school. Yeah, you got suspended for cut in school. But do you, does your mom and dad really need to know that you also got suspended because you had a you might have had a sack of some hippie lettuce on it? No. No, you don't. Just, hey, I got caught cut in school. I'm suspended for five days. Sign this. Oh, this and we'll deal in the green stuff. This, this, are we speaking from personal experience no, here? totally hypothetical. Uh, that was not the truth, the whole truth, and it was not nothing but the truth. That was just a lie. It's a truthful Tuesday. I'm telling the truth. <laughs> the whole truth? Maybe. My sister signed all my report cards. Really? Yeah. Man, I remember uh, getting busted. Was forging my mom's signature on... Uh, hey, I did that too. On the report card in fifth grade i was just such a rookie such an amateur (laughs) yeah it was so uh, so bad like cold busted right well i was so stupid the way i went about it first of all it's bad right it was just a bad mom (laughs) (laughs) you have like the crayon in your fist kind of thing it was just a bad forge squiggly lines and everything and so when i went up to her her name is miss houston to show it to her was it really yeah (laughs) that's funny and i i said and i said instead of just nonchalantly like giving her yeah, whatever just going back to my desk like uh it looks kind of bad because my mom was signing it on her knee in the car right before i came into school oh please don't tell my mom <laughs> <laughs> like the the blues brothers uh, sometimes i like to sign the check on the dashboard as i'm starting the car <laughs> I've heard this. this is immediately one. told on yourself. <laughs> is I mean, it was like an introduction. She was to, having a seizure when she signed it. It's an introduction to dishonesty. Yeah. Like that's what, kind of when it starts, or when it does for me. Like uh, you know, like my kid, my uh, my third grader. He he doesn't really lie yet. N- nothing big yet. Like he can't. Do He's it yet. saving. But it. but well, I know it's good. He just doesn't know how yet. 
You'll, you'll, what about you're the 16-year-old? Really, oh, she... Excellent liar. Oh, yeah. But, she, like, you know, you, you start to lie. You learn to lie, like, fifth grade. And in certain middle school, it's just a fountain of fraudulence. <laughs> middle school is just completely FOS, right? For no reason. Yeah, for no reason. Like, I don't even know why I'm lying about this. What'd you have for lunch today? Pizza. Uh, the the school nothing lunch calendar lie. said hamburgers. Yep. It was hamburgers. Don't know why. Don't know why. <laughs> Were you aware your brother was trying to buy marijuana? I plead the fifth. Then you, you know, high school. Like by by that point, you've kind of honed in when to lie, when not to lie. And then, if you're lucky enough to go to college, you get a degree in lying. In lying, yes. That's where you you really learn how to do it. So you become a pro. Usually, in in matters of dealing with the opposite sex, that's where oh, that that's where you get the doctorate. Instructors, I mean, just about everybody you come in contact with, the cops. <laughs> Did you study figures. for this test? Yes. No. No, man. <laughs> did you cheat that, on this test? They didn't say that. They said, it's fairly obvious you did not study any of the course material before you took this final. So the the bone that needs to be picked, according to listener David, is uh, this is something I've been guilty of, but he was uh, saying in, in reference to Bear and Tucker yesterday. Mm. Whoa. There is no regular season SEC championship in basketball. When did that stop being a thing? Well, apparently it's always been a thing. The SEC championship is decided by the regular season. So it's splitting hairs. So so his his contention is that the the SEC cha- like there's no SEC regular season championship and tournament championship. It's just the SEC championship. Yeah. And then you can you can win the SEC tournament. Correct. Yeah. The championship so why do I feel is the like regular they talk season. about on TV the regular season. They probably the do. Season. They probably do. I, what it is is the automatic bid goes to the winner of the SEC tournament. Correct. Yeah. But the SEC champion is the regular season. Let me ask champion. you this. What would you rather win? Because in years past, before we won the tournament a couple of years ago, I feel like I would have always said the tournament. I feel like I kind of recognize like the team that wins the tournament is kind of the champ in my mind. But here lately, A, if it is the recognized champion. I, I want to win the SEC championship. Mm-hmm. So I want to win that. And B, anymore with the way the committee doesn't factor in a good like what happens yeah. in the conference tournament, I would rather just have the, the regular season championship and, and uh, or the championship, as David wants us to call it, right. and then sew up the highest seed possible before the tournament championship, which has become increasingly irrelevant. Well, Yet also more and, meaningful, like in the like media's eyes, like oh, conference championship Sunday, this is a big deal. But you're right, the Texas A and M fans two years ago. Oh no, sure, yeah, and us, uh, it's it hadn't helped us a lot. I mean, the other thing, I just assume with, and this goes for basketball and baseball, I just soon lose the first day, go home, and get ready for the the one that counts, the big one. Maybe win that first game, in the SEC tournament. 
you know, want to get blank because they would use that. I guarantee you that if we got if we get popped in the first our first game in the SEC tournament, you know damn well they'll take they'll, yeah. they'll affect our seed. Yeah, I don't care what Jerry Palm or uh, Glunardi or any of those idiots say. Not idiots, but Lenardi is. Remember that uncomfortable interview he did that year, the Kennedy Chandler year. Mm-hmm. Well, you just don't want to go to the SEC tournament this year and get beaten by Vandy, Vandy. or you know Mississippi State or I don't know. Maybe this LSU team coming in here tomorrow is a good example. That provides us a nice segue to another listener question. Um, Chad wants a LSU preview. This is where I turn to. Tucker Harlan, who we've delegated such things to. So, Rick Barnes said that they are similar to Kentucky today in that they are a, a good offensive team, take a lot of tough shots. Um, I would not say they are as bad as Kentucky was on the defensive end, uh, but you, you'll have to work a little bit harder, I think, to score points against them than what Kentucky was given up. And then they've had a nice haul in the transfer portal. There's two in particular that stick out to me. Uh, you guys remember Jordan Wright last year from Vanderbilt. Yep. Uh, he's a hometown kid at LSU, so uh, pretty easy decision for him to go down there. And they, they got a big guy, too, and Will Baker from Nevada, I believe. And he can score on multiple levels. He's a good three-point shooter. I believe he hung 25 in there, went over Arkansas been solid at home this year i believe that their only road only road win is at texas a&m that first game of the sec season so you know i I believe they played in the jungle like the third game and they got killed so being on the road will be tough for them and they are coached by matt mcmahon from oak ridge who played for friend of the show houston fancher at appy state back in the day cool and was a grad assistant here from in 2001 and 2002, was head coach at Murray State, has parlayed that into the LSU job where he went 14-19 and 19 this year. They're 12-9 and nine so far this season. They are currently ranked 80th on Ken Palm, only 97th in offensive efficiency. That sounds like a team that Tennessee should be able to make it hard to score for. Yeah, I think so. I think Tennessee, if if you can keep them in the 60s, that would be nice. I would imagine Tennessee will probably get somewhere in the 80s just with the way they play defensively. It will be something like what you saw Tennessee do against Florida earlier this year, if I had to guess. Doesn't feel like they have the ability to come in here. I know some people might be listening thinking, well, that's the way y'all talked about South Carolina a week ago. And maybe it is, but South Carolina is coming off a win over Kentucky, and they're like, yeah, seventeen and three right now. They're about to be twenty and three if they beat Ole Miss tonight. Will they jump in the rankings at this week? Fifteenth, yeah, yeah. And that's yeah, and that that's a completely different team too because they're all three and D, and you know, very very tough on the defensive end, and I, that's not a team I want to play in a tournament if I'm anybody in the SEC. I would imagine Tennessee opens as at least a ten point favorite tomorrow. I would agree. Um, maybe a little more. So, that should be a game Tennessee handles. This is a the classic TCB game. Yes, for Rick Barnes and the Volunteers. Eight six five five four six eight two zero zero. If you want to talk about it, five four six eighty two hundred. Tucker has your top five at five. 
We'll go open lines the rest of the way here in hour number three of The Drive. It's Fan Run Radio. Stay with us. The Drive.